Guys, today's episode is sponsored by Fidus Information Security. Keep your business safe with Fidus Information Security. They are a group of dedicated cybersecurity professionals that specialize in penetration testing. This means that Fidus look at every aspect of your business inside and out to make sure you aren't susceptible to an attack. Penetration testing starts with their Tiger and Crest certified consultants looking at your business's online assets to see if they can find any vulnerabilities. They then try and exploit these so that you can see what changes you need to make. So to find out more, head over to sd.fidusinfosec.com. Now get a pen and paper. I'm going to spell it out. That's sd, short for startup diary, sd.fidusinfosec.com. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. It gets a little bit controversial, especially if you've got kids and you don't agree with me. But in the second half of this show, we get in some really tactical advice about how you should plan your week and get important, urgent stuff done and potentially let fires burn in your own business. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 286 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my co-host, Adam Callow. And before we get into today's show, Harry, do you know one thing we haven't asked for in a while? And I don't mind asking for things. Ray-Bans? What is it with you and free Ray-Bans? That's the subject line that you just hope ends up in your inbox. Guys, if you want to get hold of Harry, just put free Ray-Bans in the subject line, and he is opening that. Like Adam will buy anything with the word deluxe, I will open anything that says free Ray-Bans. First person to do that into... The email you'll hear at the end of the show is getting a surprise. We want some more reviews in iTunes, guys. We're so close to 150 reviews, and it would mean the world to us if you listen to this show. And if you haven't yet subscribed, and this is your first time, guys, hit that subscribe button. Take a leap of faith, because we promise you're going to enjoy it. So go into iTunes, go into podcasts, leave us that five-star review, and be selfish. If you own your own business, plug your own company. Harry is giving it the fingers. Harry, you're bringing it's us Because a- he nailed the plug. I'm going to hit you with this review, Adam. It is Great Podcasts by Granty2310. Sounds like a pin code to me. Carry on. Sorry to interrupt. What's the long 16-digit card number? It says, Great Podcast, guys. As a new tech entrepreneur, I'm moving into a world I'm not sure of with LettingCloud.com. Some of your podcasts have been very, very helpful. Keep it up, guys. Double thumbs up emoji. Thanks, Grant. CEO, lettingcloud.com. He went for the double plug. Grant, you're a legend. Guys, if you want to get your podcast read on the show, it's super simple. Leave that review. If you're not on an iPhone, go and leave it in Stitcher or some app that I'm unaware of because I have an iPhone. Guys, go into the app, leave us that five stars, plug your company. And Grant from lettingcloud.com, just said it that's three times he's had it at the top of the show. Email us in a question or if you want to be on the show, we want to get more of you listeners onto the show. Actually, Maybe not on this show. And it's a conversation for me and Harry to have. Whoa. We are thinking about, this show is all about how we document our journey of building a startup. We've had a number of people want to be on the show. Mm-hmm. More senior people in the industry trying to plug their own shit, giving us questions that we don't want to read. <laughs> we always bat them away and think it's going to be a little bit weird to bring on the show. But we think there's probably scope to have another podcast where we interview other people. Only people we're interested in and care about, but it doesn't feel like it will be a good fit for this show. We'll probably be asking you some questions on that coming up soon. But Harry... Talking about questions, 
We've got a listener question today. We do have a listener question. This one came in in the Facebook group, Startup Diary Club. And I actually can't find Facebook on my phone. Here it is. It came in from a Tom Bates. Uh, I nearly forgot about it because I actually answered it in the Facebook group. But he asks, Hey guys, just thought I'd ask the question. But having left my full-time job on Friday to hit my three businesses head on, I was keen to hear what everyone's daily routine is and what works for you. We're expecting our first child, who's now two days late as of time of writing that post. Congratulations, Tom. Congratulations, Tom, indeed. So I've not been able to put a full routine in place yet, uh, which has left me feeling a little like I'm not maximizing the new time I have, but has allowed me to plan the weeks ahead and get a few meetings in. How do you plan your weeks and what do you prioritize? Cool, Harry. Let me just jump in to start with and just cover off one thing. Tom, please, if your wife is, if you're in the car, just please just pause the podcast. And if your wife, fiance, partner to be, whoever it is. Um, <laughs> the one with the baby. Yes, the one with the baby, whatever you call her. <laughs> if she's listening to this podcast, please just pause it and just explain that she shouldn't hear what I'm about to say because she won't appreciate it. But I'm just going to talk the truth to you. Tom, you have got about another 18 months before that baby really causes you some fucking problems. <laughs> and here's what I mean is I could literally send you a photo of me multitasking where I had the baby in one hand and I'm emailing in the other. We all know that Are you babies... hearing this, Emmy? Oh, oh, does Emmy listen to this? Here we go. Guys, and this is babies my... Babies are easy was the message I was getting out of that. Oh, okay, cool. I back you up on this. They were easy. They were easy for me for the first eighteen months, but that's because I've got the most amazing wife in the world, and so do you. So we're all sorted. Thank you. And Tom, I'm not saying that you don't. <laughs> just to be clear, my friend, what I'm saying is this, and I'm saying it in a very long-winded way, and probably digging myself a hole as I say it. Is as a baby is born, they don't really have a clue what's going on. They eat, they sleep, they shit, and they don't know who their daddy is. They yet. don't know you just yet. And I'm not saying don't be present. And someone listening to this show right now is probably just unsubscribed. And I apologize. But the way that I approached this was super simple. Is as soon as I understood that my child, I've got two kids, one's five, one's two. And as soon as I realized that they knew when I wasn't present, then that's when you start need to readjusting your lifestyle. I think for at least a year, and no doubt you've got an amazing partner, and you've just mentioned you have three businesses that you're running and trying to focus on. I actually think you've got a grace period longer than you think when this baby enters the world. Don't get me wrong. When he's first here or when she's first here, you need to basically be there nonstop because your wife's going to need you more importantly. And if, mm. if this is your first child, and I can't remember, Tom, whether it was or not. First child. First child. This is your first child. So just trust me on this is regardless of how you're feeling, your wife is feeling 10 times worse or more anxious. So just be aware of that. So actually the first three to four weeks of this is actually you not worrying about the baby that much. You need to be focused on your wife. And that's all about setting up the long game, my friend. <laughs> so if you get your wife to a position where she's comfortable and happy and understands that she is being a fantastic mother regardless of what is going on, because trust me, we all make mistakes and you'll feel terrible. Kids bounce, don't test that, but trust me, they do. What I'm saying is this, is you've got a window of about 12 months before you need to actually start recalibrating your lifestyle. I waited too long and that's a real personal thing to sound the mics. I regret how hard, not how hard, because I don't want to put that as a ego thing, but how much I worked when my son was 18 months to three years. I think I missed out some time then. So I would say at about the 12 month mark, you need to be recalibrating. You need to make sure you're having very open, honest communications with your partner and just say, listen, 
for the next 12 months, I've got all these businesses to run. And I know you actually, your partner's an entrepreneur. She's doing a beauty thing. We've met, we've had coffee. She's going to understand exactly what you're going through at this point in time as an entrepreneur. None of you have any idea what it's going to feel like to be a parent. So what I do is say, make sure you have extremely open, transparent communications. Explain to her that you're going to be working harder than you are right now for at least the next 12 months with a simple goal of building enough infrastructure, team, resources, money around you that when you want to go and pick your child up from school in the evening, take your child to school in the morning, go to date, whatever you want to do with your time, it's now where you put in the work to be able to afford that in the future. And as long as you and your wife are on the same page, wife, partner, whoever your significant other is, you need to be on the same page and I promise you this will work. This doesn't get onto the daily routine part of the question, but it is super important for me to tell you right now is don't beat yourself up in six months when you find yourself arriving at work at seven in the morning, leaving at nine at night because your child's going to be awake at two in the morning, mate. Trust me, these (laughs) things don't have a fucking clue when you're meant to go to sleep. So trust me on this. Don't worry about it right now open communication and that's the best <laughs> advice I can give you. Now that for me is a, is a personal thing that I just wanted to get on the mics and give you that bit of advice from me so you heard it. That doesn't address the work-life balance thing. We'll get into that right after this break. So Adam, <laughs> that was a very passionate, I'm going to call it a rant. Not, um, not enough people talk about it. But I obviously understand that kids are a big deal, um, but it's good to know someone's got an answer whether it's the right one or not is debatable but it's definitely I think we've just lost (laughs) I think like guys I know that what I'm saying is a bit controversial but for me it was the truth uh, and I think it it just comes down to communication it comes down to communication because if you're an entrepreneur and especially if you're an entrepreneurial household I'm going off again Harry I can see you trying to wind us back Mm -hmm. in if you're in an entrepreneurial relationship like Tom is it's purely going to come down to communication because you're both working as fucking hard as you do for that baby you're bringing into the world and as long as you both know that you're both aligned anyway just speak about it interestingly though just rereading his question um, so the scenario right now is he's left one job to focus on the three businesses (laughs) that sentence is mental (laughs) I've left the job to focus on three more but his issue, not his issue, his situation right now is he's got spare time that he's he's spending the time doing some planning, planning some meetings, things like that. But obviously, because the child's coming soon, if not landed by now, by the time he's hearing this, uh, he's not been able to lock in a routine specifically. You're saying don't worry about that too much in the in the early days because it's fairly flexible in regards to responsibilities from, from Tom's point of view. Um, but when the kid does kick in and he does have to play dad more frequently. Yep. What does he prioritize? So his, with, with his routine, a key word I think there being a routine is obviously trying to set himself a, a repeatable pl- uh, format. And we know this from me and Tom in terms of how he's thinking about his business. Yeah. And just to say one thing, we've both made an assumption here and I don't want to make this assumption. What he might be trying to do is because Tom has this Um, ability to sort of work on three businesses and when we spoke about the businesses he's running at this point in time Mm -hmm. they're all really interesting he might be thinking I want to build a process so I only have to work on each business for four hours a week so I can be Mm -hmm. a stay at home dad and raise the kid allowing his wife partner to Mm -hmm. go to work because I know she's in the beauty space and runs her own thing and if that's the case none of my advice changes is his wife partner to be whatever (laughs) <laughs> she needs to come His on plus and, one. and listen. <laughs> Tom's plus one needs to come on and listen to the first half of the show because then everything I said to Tom is exactly relevant to her. If she wants to have the child and go back to work and Tom predominantly looks after the child, 
for the first 12, 18 months before they recalibrate their lifestyles. It's exactly the same advice. Mm-hmm. It comes down to communication. Just work your tails off for those time. So when the child is at an age to be present, cool. You know where I'm going with that. In terms of Tom, let's make the assumption that he's trying to work out what his routine should be. My biggest question for Tom is, what is the biggest opportunity that he can focus on to leverage his time? There is a risk that when you are part of three businesses, that you run three businesses at 30% compared to winning with one and taking the fruits of that win and rolling them in to the next Mm -hmm. ones. So just to go with what I actually replied to Tom with on Facebook, um, and this probably isn't going to apply to everyone, but I just tried to think of how I prioritize something that I know I need to get done. I used the gym as my example. I know I've come to the acceptance now that I just, I know for my physical and mental health, I need to go three times a week. Mm -hmm. But for me, and because of the nature of going to the gym, because it's flexible, as in so long as I get three sessions in in a week, that box is ticked. The way I do it is I'd like to try and go after work, but because... I know that's not always the case now. Sometimes we work late, we've we've got a project somewhere, we're in the north until nine o'clock at night or whatever it may be. Yep. I just know that so long as I get it done by the end of the week, I'm good. On that, the weekend means that's two sessions in the bag anyway. So if all else fails, Saturday and Sunday is two, is two, uh, two sessions done. So I know that I just need one session done in the week, which is highly likely for me to be able to achieve. Yep. Unless... I'm away or something. Um, so for me, the I th- the message I was trying to get across to Tom was, if if there's not a critical deadline on the task that needs to be done, maybe even weave in some flexibility on time. Like I know, obviously, you want to sometimes have your day planned out to the hour, mm-hmm. but that's not always the case. So, I, so the flexibility for me, I think, was just. Um, was kind of the key takeaway from that. If you can move, if if it can be flexible, try and just build that into your week weekly schedule as opposed to a daily one. 100%. And I think the thing that also to take from what you said is work out what a win looks like and then hold yourself accountable for that. Like, you know, if you go once Monday to Friday, you can get two sessions in at the weekend and yeah. that's a win. I think probably the best piece of advice to give to Tom right now is especially with three projects or three businesses that he's running, is this matrix that we spoke about previously which is on one side you've got important not important and the other side you've got urgent at the top not urgent so what you end up with is four mm-hmm. grid you get a grid of four and then tom my recommendation this is what i do is on a sunday i get myself a glass of wine not right now some training you know i'm training harry won't get into that um <laughs> <laughs> i don't have two active gym subscriptions now at least um so what i do is on a sunday night i make a list of everything that i need to get done so my advice for you is you have three bits of paper for each of the businesses and you write down all the tasks that you think you need to get done that week in a list format and then create this grid and then just type in uh, urgent important matrix into google you'll see what i'm talking about super simple then number each item on that list and just do it one business at a time and then you need to work out what is urgent and important they're the things you need to do first and they're often the hardest so as soon as you get these important urgent things out the way even if you only get those things done it should be a good week for you because you've solved some urgent important tasks and then as you roll through the urgent important things are the things for you to do what you need to work out is what do you need to do 
And then what isn't what is urgent and not important, you should always delegate as an example. You'll see this on the matrix. Is it's urgent to get done, but it's not a high impact part of the business. So you can often delegate that to someone else, whether that's someone in one of the teams in the business or that's someone that you find on Upwork. It's tasks that you shouldn't be doing. You should only be doing the stuff that is high leverage and requires you to do it. And you know this, it's about process. If you don't have to be there to do it, spend a little bit more time up front to build the process and get someone else to do it. That means week on week on week, you're leveraging your time, your skill set into each of the businesses to get the core things done. And that's how you'll see movement in every business. You won't do it by just being a task manager because I promise you with three businesses, I have fucking fires to put out <laughs> every day and I run one business. You are literally gonna be called Fireman Sam forever because you should be running around putting fires out all the time. You need to get really, really diligent. And my best piece of advice for you right now is something that I'm really terrible at, is if there's a fire going in the business, but it's not important and not urgent, don't put it out. Let it burn, baby. Just let it burn. And it's really hard to do because it, it might be in a business that you care deeply about or impacting someone you care deeply about. But as time becomes the most constrained resource in your diary, especially with a new kid arriving, you just need to be really diligent. If something is not making a huge impact to your business and you know something's wrong, you don't necessarily need to fix it straight away. Cool. I think we should leave it there. Guys, if you have a question, you can post it in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Startup Diary Club, or you can email questions at startupdiary.club. And before we wrap up, Tom, one thing just to be aware of, and I didn't think I was going to pull this back into Here the show Here we right go. Now. Don't feel guilty for planning that's the biggest mistake you can make. Do not feel guilty for planning. I am the worst at it. I think if I'm not getting work done, working in the business, then I'm just sort of flaking it and just like just being lazy. Trust me, the hardest thing to do is to take a notepad and pen and strategize around the business, but it will be the highest leverage and highest impact things you can actually do. So book time into your calendar every week to just work on the business. And you need to put three slots in and don't let the three merge together. If you've got three businesses, book time in every single week to spend an hour, two hours, planning and strategizing with notepad, clear thinking away from the office of what is the strategy that you're trying to implement in your business because that will impact the to-dos you make on a Sunday and just go through that cycle week on week and I promise you, you'll see some results. Harry already did the wrap up of the show. I wanted to jump in at the end with that. Guys, you heard us at the beginning. Leave us those reviews. We appreciate it. Tune in on Wednesday for the next episode of the Startup Diary Podcast. Mm-hmm.